Welcome to Dragonfly Tales, a story podcast with me, Emily, and Leo. Hello! And each episode, we'll tell you a story from around the world and share some fun and silly things with you. So we've had a brilliant few days, haven't we, Leo? Oh, yes. We celebrated the 5th of November with a spectacular firework display. That's right. It really was amazing up at Alexandra Palace. You see, here in the UK, we celebrate Bonfire Night on the 5th of November. Way, way back in 1605, some people, including a chap called Guy Fawkes, tried to blow up the Houses of Parliament and the King, James I. Dun, dun, dun! Why did they do that? Oh, it's quite complicated to explain. Uh, Something to do with politics and religion. Oh, but it didn't work, did it? No, it didn't. And since then, every 5th of November, we build bonfires and set off fireworks to commemorate the failed gunpowder plot. Remember, remember, the 5th of November, gunpowder, treason and plot. I see no reason why gunpowder treason should ever be forgot. (laughs) Very good, Leo. You know, there's also another reason that the month of November is so very special. Today, the day that we're releasing the podcast, is the 11th of November. Oh yeah, Remembrance Day or Poppy Day. That's right. At 11am on the 11th of November in 1918, the First World War finally came to an end. Woohoo! So on this special day every year, people remember those who have died in all wars, not just World War I, by holding a two-minute silence for them. Perhaps that's something that you would like to try today. On the 11th hour of the 11th day, Of the eleventh month, we shall remember them. Lots going on in November, including your birthday. Oh yes, I had a lovely birthday. Thank you and thanks to Daddy for making it so special for me. You're welcome. And speaking of birthdays, we have a birthday shout out this week. Okay, here we go, Leo. Well, firstly... Here's a birthday shout-out to Effie, who just turned five, and her little brother, Felix, in North Devon. Happy birthday, birthday, Effie! Hi, Felix! Thanks for listening! Here's a shout-out to our friend Ava, who lives down the road. Hi, Ava! Hi, Ava! Thanks for listening! Next, a shout-out to Indy and Jax in Islington. Hi, Indy. Hi, folks. Hi, Jax. Thanks, Thanks for listening. And finally, here's a shout-out to Sophie, Ziggy, Jake and Dylan. The cousins. The cousins. Hi, folks. Hi, folks. Thanks for listening. Oh, wow. That was great, Leo. And remember, if you at home would like a shout-out, you can either let us know in the Dragonfly Tales Facebook group or you can email us, talesfromthedragonfly at gmail.com, and everything's in the show notes. So, Emily, what's our first story today? Well, Leo, our first story is from our guest teller, and her name is Amy. Cool. Amy loves words and riddles and stories. 
She mm. likes hide and seek, jumping in puddles, <laughs> getting muddy, treasure hunts, and she has a favourite tree where she likes to sit with a book and an apple. All things I like to do too. Me too. Now, Amy lives in Shropshire, which is wild, magical, and has stories hidden everywhere. And she's managed to catch lots of them and collect them in her own book. Oh, I'll definitely read that. Yeah, we'll put some details in the show notes. Would you like to hear Amy's story? Definitely. So here is Amy Douglas with The Child's Arkle Mermaid. <laughs> Hello, my name's Amy Douglas and I'm a storyteller. I'm a wordsmith, a word hoarder, a word storer, a word catcher and a word explorer. I love words. So I love stories and I love riddles. Do you like riddles? Let me give you a riddle to try. I am a knight in armour bright. I have no land on which to stand. No arms with which to fight. What am I? I love riddles. It's like playing pass the parcel with words. You take a word, a treasure at at the heart of the pass the parcel, and then you wrap it up in layers of words and you have to tear those layers off one by one, figure out what they mean to find out what's in the centre. So I love all kinds of words and I know quite a lot of them. I know long words like transmogrification and I know short words like boo. I've got favourite words like elbow and posset and gruesome that just feel really nice in your mouth. I bet you've got some favourite words as well. And when you string them all together, you can make fantastic stories. So I'm going to tell you a story from Shropshire today, which is where I live. The other thing about words is some of those words I didn't mean to learn. I know some words that are not good words. I know naughty words, words that you're not supposed to say. I'm sure you might know some too, but don't say them out loud. No, zip your mouth, don't say them now. Because everybody does end up knowing a few of those words, don't they? Even though you don't want to, they sort of whisper around at the edges of the playground and they somehow worm their way into your ears. Hmm. Anyway, this is a story that's a little bit about that. Because people say there are no mermaids in Shropshire. But it's not true. Just because we have no sea does not mean that we have no mermaids. We have got meres and pools and ponds and lakes and rivers and we have all sorts of weird and wonderful creatures that lurk in the depths of Shropshire waters. And there were once two men and they were on their way to work and on their way to work they had to walk past Child's Arkle Pool. Now it was about this time of year, it was an autumn morning and it was one of those clear, crisp mornings where the dragon's breath was misting in front of their mouths as they talked to each other. And the first flush of the sunrise had gone and it was kind of a golden, yellow, warm light on a cold day. And the surface of the pool was still reflecting the last of the sunrise. But then something caught their eyes and they turned towards the water because there was a a shadow in the middle of that pool. Something moving just below the surface. 
and then it crested out of the water, the white foaming wake behind it, and they saw silver scales and a flash of gold, and then out of the water rose up a mermaid, and she had a serene, kind, beautiful face, long golden hair that spilled over her shoulders down to the waters and swirled around her like pondweed. And she looked at them and she smiled and she beckoned them over with her hand and the two men promptly fell in love on the spot. And they started to wade into the water. And she started telling them about all the treasures and beautiful places down below, underneath the water. She told them of the fish that swam there, of the plants that grew and of the things that had dropped down from the surface world to litter the bottom of the the pool. All kinds of old treasures, swords and armour and great big lumps of gold just lying around. She had no use for it. What, they would like some gold? Well, of course she didn't mind going and getting some for them. And she jumped up, flipped herself over, dove down into the water. There was a, a flick of her tail and she was gone. But a moment later, she came up with a huge lump of gold, the size of a man's head that she was holding in both her hands. And she held it up and the two men, they started to wade even faster towards her. And one man, when he saw that lump of gold, his mouth dropped so wide open that his chin hit his chest. The other man's eyes, they were nearly popping out of his skull as he stared at that enormous lump of gold. (gasps) Wow, said one of the men. said the other man. <gasps> said the mermaid. And she went beet red all the way from the tip of her hair to the tip of her tail. She dropped that lump of gold. Her hands flew up to cover her ears. She looked at the two men in horror and then she turned over, dove down and was gone. Well, the two men, they splashed towards her, but she was gone. And they never, ever saw her again. And though they went back to that pool many times, they waded in with fishing rods and nets. All they ever managed to pull up from the bottom of the pool was mud and river weed and the occasional shopping trolley. Did you get the answer to the riddle? Do you want to hear it again? I am a knight in armour bright. I have no land on which to stand, no arms with which to fight. Have you peeled all the layers off yet? Have you worked out what's hidden inside? Yes, I thought you probably had. It is, of course, a fish. So did you like Amy's story? Yeah, I thought it was brilliant. What was your favourite bit? I liked... How one of the men went beep, 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 and the riddle was amazing. I could guess it was a fish. Should you guess it was a fish? Oh, brilliant. I love that story. I do love a good mermaid. So, Emily, what's your story? Well, Leo, my story is from Australia. Good day, mate. Do you remember way back in season one, we told an Aboriginal tale? Oh, yeah, about why frogs can only crow. That's right. Well, this is another tale from the Australian Aboriginal culture. 
It's probably tens of thousands of years old, Whoa. passed down by word of mouth. A tale from the dream time. What's the dream time? Well, Australian Aboriginals believe that the dream time was way, way back in the very beginning of time. Everything was created by ancestor spirits. They made the rivers, streams, waterholes, hills, rocks, plants, and animals. They believe the earth is sacred, and should be honoured and protected. And they celebrate the uniqueness and difference of all the creatures on the planet, wishing to live in a world of peace, harmony, and balance. I wish that too. Me too. And this story is about a very special animal. Only found in Australia. Kangaroos. Close, but no, the platypus. The platypus. They're really strange animals. They surely are. Let's find out more about them. How do you think we should start today's story? Well, I think we should start long, long ago in the dream time. Excellent. Long, long ago, in the dream time, the creator made three different types of animals. What were they? Well, first the creator made the mammals. Do you know what a mammal is, Leo? Yes, a mammal gives birth to live young, and they drink their parents' milk like us. That's right. The creator told the mammals to live on the land, and he gave them fur to keep them nice and warm. Next, the creator made fish. Now, where do you suppose, Leo, the creator told the fish to live? In the water. That's right. The creator gave them gills so they could breathe under the water, and then the creator made the birds and told them to live in the sky. Exactly right. The creator gave them wings so they could fly high, and the ability to lay eggs. Of course. Baby birds hatch out of eggs, and when the creator had made all the mammals, the fish, and the birds, there were actually lots of bits and pieces left over. So, the creator put them all together and created platypus. Hang on, of course, platypus has fur like a mammal, and it can swim underwater just like a fish. Wait, you're not going to tell me that platypus lay eggs? They do like birds. What a crazy creature! Indeed. Now, at first, all the different animals got along together just fine. The birds and the fish and the mammals lived peacefully. But over time, they began to fight with each other. Oh no! Why do you think that was? I bet it's because they're so different. I bet the birds think they're better than the fish because they can fly and lay eggs, and the fish think they're better than the birds because they can breathe underwater. And the mammals? <laughs> they thought they were much more important than either the fish or the birds. So one night, when the blazing hot sun was dipping behind the mountains and the air was turning nice and cool, the mammals gathered together. And held a big meeting by the edge of the billabong. Dingo dogs barking. Can you bark like a dingo dog, Leo? Oh, 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 oh,
<laughs> Wombats snuffling about. Bush rats scuttling. Koalas leaning down from eucalyptus trees. <laughs> Until the great red kangaroo thumped the ground with his tail. Boom! Silence! Thank you all for coming. Be quiet, you dingoes. I said be quiet. <coughs> Sit. Stay. <coughs> now, we mammals have gathered here because we know that we are by far the best and most important of all the animals. I mean, who do these birds and fish think they are? They need to get what's coming to them. And I think we should prove our superiority and fight them! Huge cheers from the mammals broke out and echoed across the bush. I mean, said the kangaroo, we are truly the most special of creatures. Only we mammals have such beautiful fur all over our bodies. Uh, what about Platypus? He's got fur. Well, quite. That's exactly what one of the bush rats said. Uh, what about Platypus? He's got fur. And then there were mutterings of agreement from the mammals. Oh, yeah, no, that's oh, right. Yeah, that's right, oh, actually. No, he does have fur, doesn't he? Oh, oh, think, oh, that's, right, that's right, that's right. No, he does. Oh. Oh. Platypus did indeed have fur. Then, said Kangaroo, he must join us. Come on, everybody, to Platypus! To Platypus! To Platypus! To Platypus! And all the animals made their way to where Platypus lived. And Platypus listened very nicely to the mammals, who said that he must unite with them against the scraggy birds and the soggy fish. And then they all started jumping up and down, shouting, Join us! Join us! Join us! Join us! Join us! And when they'd finished doing that, Platypus spoke. Oh, well, uh, thank you very much for uh, inviting me to join your, your mammal family. Because we are the best! Yeah, we're the best! Join the mammals! Uh, yes, yes, said Platypus. Well, um, would, would you let me have a little think about it? And so off went the mammals, leaving Platypus to think about joining them. Now, a few nights later, when the full moon hung like a silver coin in the sky, the fish held their own meeting. Murray cod and bass fish and dog-toothed tuna and marlins all gathered around blowing bubbles. The great barramundi fish leapt out of the water and came down with a splash. And all the other fish fell silent. Lovely moon turned about. We fish have gathered here because we know that it is the fish who are by far the greatest and most important of all. I mean, who do these birds and mammals think they are? It's time to show them who is best. All the fish must 
A flurry of bubbles floated up from the other fish as they swished their tails in agreement. I mean, we are truly the most spectacular animals of only we fish have the ability to swim underwater. Um, what about platypus? Well, that's just what a pink snapper fish said. What about platypus? He spends most of his life under the water. There were bubbles of agreement from the fish. Platypus did indeed spend most of his time underwater. The great Baramundi said, Come, fish! And all the fish swam to where Platypus lived by the billabong. And Platypus listened again very nicely to all the fish, who said that he must join with them against the scraggy birds and the smelly mammals. And then they all started leaping out of the water, shouting, Join us! Join us! Join us! Platypus waited until they'd finished and then he spoke. It's very kind of you to invite me to be one of the fish family. Oh, just because we're fantastic! Amazing! Yes, can I... Can I have a little think about it, said Platypus. And so off went the fish in a flurry of bubbles, leaving Platypus to think about joining them. Well, a few days later, when the sun came up and stretched its rosy fingers across the land, the birds gathered in a huge acacia tree and they had their big meeting. Emus circled around the tree on the ground because they can't fly. Lyrebirds mimicked the magpies and kookaburras laughed through the leaves. The air was filled with rustling feathers, cheeps and birdsong. The great wedge-tailed eagle beat her huge wings in the air. Silence! Thank you all for coming. Nice to see you. <laughs> no, that, that's enough, Kookaburra. <clears throat> now, we birds know why we are here, because we are by far the best and most important of all the animals. How, <laughs> how dare those wingless fools, the fish and the mammals, think they are better than us? <laughs> they can't even fly. It is time for us all to act. We must fight! <laughs> the birds screeched and swalked in agreement, their feathers ruffled and their beaks sharp. I mean, we are truly the most special creatures, continued the eagle. Only we as birds can fly through the sky and lay eggs from which our chicklings hatch. Uh... Platypus! The female ones lay eggs. Well, quite. And that's exactly what the lyrebird said. Um, sorry, Eagle, what about Platypus? You know, his, his wife, she lays eggs. It was true, and the birds knew it. Only one thing for it. 
Then he must join the birds. We must all fly to Platypus. 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 And all the birds rose into the air and made their way to where Platypus lived. And Platypus listened very nicely to the birds, who said that he simply must join his egg-laying brothers and be with them against the smelly mammals and the soggy fish. And then they all started flapping up and down and shouting, Join us! Join us! Join us! Join us! Join us! Join us! And when they'd finally stopped, Platypus spoke. Well, I'm honoured that you would wish to have me in your bird family. That's because we are the best! We're the best! We're much better than all the rest. Um, yes, well, uh, do you think said Platypus, you could let me have a little think about it? And so away flew the birds, leaving Platypus to think about which family to join. He thought, and he thought, and he thought for a long time, but he just couldn't decide which group to join. Which group do you think he should choose, Leo? That's a really tough decision. He's part of all of them, but I bet the other animals are getting tired of waiting for him to decide. They really were getting tired, you know, and so they all descended on poor Platypus's home on the banks of the billabong. The birds landed in the trees and started flapping their wings at the mammals. The mammals bared their teeth at the fish in the billabong and the fish started splashing the birds with water up in the trees and they all started shouting and shouting, Join us! Join us! No, we're the best! We're the best! We're better than oh, all the rest! The no, join us! No, join us! At last, Platypus came out, calmed them down, and they fell silent. Um, thank you. <laughs> thanks, thanks everyone for coming. Um, actually, actually, I, I've, I've made up my mind. Um, I've decided not to join any of you. What? Look, look, please, let, let me explain. I, I'm part of, of each of you, and, and, and that's how I like it. When the creator made us, he made us all to be different. And we are all different in our, in our own way, different types of birds, different types of mammals, of fish. We're all special. But special does not mean better or best. I'm no better than any of you. None of us is better or worse than another animal. Just different. And we need to respect each other's differences. Don't you all think? We don't need to fight each other, do we? No, we don't. Actually, that's quite deep, said yeah. the great red kangaroo. Actually, I'm, I'm not much of a said the Baramundi. Platypus is indeed very wise, said Eagle. So all the animals agreed not to fight and to respect each other's differences instead. Now it just so happened that standing among all the animals that evening was a hunter, a human. The hunter heard everything that Platypus said 
and was so very impressed by the words of Platypus. He went back to his tribe and he made them promise never to harm so wise a creature. And do you know, Leo, that to this very day, no Aboriginal Australian will ever, ever hunt and kill Platypus. Even if he's very hungry? Even if he's very hungry. The end. So, Leo, did you like that story? Yeah, it was fantastic. What was your favourite bit? I liked the voices of all the different characters in the story. Lots of Australian animals, weren't there? Yeah, but I really liked how Platypus celebrated his uniqueness and taught the other animals to do so, too. Yeah, yeah. I think it's important to celebrate how different and special people are. Yeah. And also not to be fighting with each other. Exactly. (laughs) So that's it for this episode. Thanks to Amy Douglas for her lovely story. And we'll have another guest teller coming soon. And remember, if you are enjoying our podcast, leaving us a little review is such a lovely thing to do. It really helps us, preferably on Apple. And if you would like to make a little donation to the podcast, that helps to keep us going. And thank Thank you you so much. You have been listening to Dragonfly Tales with Emily and Leah. We hope you enjoyed our podcast and we'll be back with another story soon. But until then, let the quarrelling and fighting cease. We wish you love. We wish you peace. Bye. Dragonfly Tales podcast is brought to you by Tales from the Dragonfly. Come and follow our Facebook page, Tales from the Dragonfly. Find us on Instagram at mdragontales and on Twitter at Tales from the DR1.